0: and gentlemen live from the west coast it's time for ring talk live world one your inside look into combat sports brought to you by the wbo
2: the world boxing organization pedro let me let me tell congratulations on your long time in radio you are your team and for your ratings man i was reading about that i'm very uh,
3: impressed with you pedro
0: and now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history
3: I don't want to, to predict this fight, but, you know, I'm going to promise that I, I can give a good fight, you know, so, to make people happy, and uh, I, I just do my best. Pedro Fernandez. If I can't teach you one way, I'll teach you another, but I'm going to get the job done.
4: Domenicy Caballeros, bienvenidos. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports Byline studios in San Francisco, California. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, 36, no, no, make that 37 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Often imitated, but never duplicated. Welcome to Ring Talk. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Thank you for spending some time with us. Of course, you can be doing a million things right now. The fact that you're here listening to Sports Byline, well, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. But... I will deliver. We've got one good hour, of course, today. The Saturday show is an hour at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Live, of course, on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, channel 211, twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. You can watch us on twitch.tv if you like. So there's a thousand different platforms you can watch or listen to Ring Talk Live worldwide. Of course, the Saturday edition is 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. That's a one-hour show. The Sunday edition, two hours. It's 11 a.m. Pacific. I'm, of course, two hours live on Sports Byline, I-I Radio, and a plethora of other internet platforms. Now, later today, I'll bring in... Of course, you know, th- th- everything's been a bit of a bummer right now. I don't know if you know about California, but, like, we're having the worst air pollution we ever had in our life. I mean, the other day, you couldn't see outside the house when you look outside the door. So, things are bad. So, I'm going to try to thing- pick things up on a happy note, bring in Muhammad Ali after the break, and let him do his thing and see if he can bring some humor to a non-humorous situation. Bottom line is, we need to have... Some laugh and some humor, and I think Ali can deliver that. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside, looking to the world of boxing and mixed martial arts.
1: Paid for by Airtime Media.
0: so check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez
5: I am the greatest I'm the kid who will take old man Lister's type away me, a little old kid who don't even
2: shave yet
5: I'm going to be champ of the world before I'm old enough to do my first shaving commercial and I'm going to make boxing popular again Me, with my beautiful, colorful personality. I'm going to make boxing interesting. Boxing doesn't have to be dull. It's the fighters who are dull. I watched the Fight of the Week on TV. They call that the Fight of the Week? It was so boring, every time the bell rang, it woke up the referee. (laughs) It hurts me to say this because I know a lot of fighters. And I like them. They are nice, gentle guys who wouldn't hurt anybody, not even in the rain. <laughs> and I'm going to bring back the excitement in I'm going to be the heavyweight champion of the world. And I won't be satisfied with that. After becoming champion of the world, I'm going to become champion of the universe. <laughs> to take on those little green men from Venus (laughs) those slick shiny headed green men I can lick them I won't be afraid of the way they look after all they can't look no worse than Sonny (laughs) List yes America I'm the resurrector of the fight game I'm going to save boxing I'm going to bring boxing back to life Fighting was dull until I came alone because the greatest wasn't around. But time brings about a change. As the earth rotates around the sun, a change takes place. There's spring, summer, fall and winter. Boxing was at the winter stage. But now the flowers are blooming. Spring is coming. I am on the horizon. (laughs) Listens fall will mark the arrival of spring. Yes, there's going to be a new champion. A champion you can tell your kids to be like. I'm a perfect idol for the kids. I'm good looking, clean living, cultured, and I am modest. I'm so modest I can admit my own fault. My only fault is I don't realize how great I really am. It's hard to be humble when you are as great as I am. I'm the new frontier of boxing, and boxing must move ahead. I'm going to win the championship with vigor. That's that's part of my physical fitness program. All Sonny Liston's got is a physical fatness program. And with my vigor, I'm going to ask Congress to help Mr. Liston. I will ask them to pass a health bill. Because after all, Mr. Liston fights me, he's gonna need Medicare. (laughs) And if I hit him in the mouth, he's going to need Denticare. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to move boxing ahead. I don't ask what boxing can do for me, I ask what I can do for boxing. even tell the truth about the future. To prove this point, I would like to read one of the many masterpieces I wrote this afternoon. <laughs> My prophecies by Cassius Clay. When Cassius says a fight will go five rounds, the bell for the six just never sounds. When I tangled with Archie, I predicted four, and that's all there was, there wasn't any more. When they queried me about the Cooper about, I answered with Shakespearean thrift. When they asked me what round I knocked Henry out, I answered Henry V.
4: Straight up, of course, nothing uh, brings humor to my to my soul than Muhammad Ali. Just being social, I'm just having some fun. It was sort of good to open up with that that lightness because of course the world is so dark i'm serious the world is dark out here in california it was so bad the day before yesterday we had the street lights on at nine o'clock in the morning and it was like it was 10 o'clock at night i kid you not it was pretty creepy pretty creepy pretty scary but the bottom line is we're here to rock and roll talk boxing and mma for the next hour of course we will now bring in boxing's only phd from the bronx to we'll talk about mr socrates palmer himself and how are you today sir
6: I'm doing well, my brother. How are you feeling?
4: Doing just fine. Of course, today is eighty—the uh, eighty-third birthday of George Havala. I Want to mention that the Canadian crusher, of course, fought Muhammad Ali twice. Fought everybody. I don't think he was ever—was he ever knocked down? He was never knocked down, was he? Um,
6: to my knowledge, no. I, I think didn't did Fraser? No, no. I, I get him confused with Bonavena. No, no. I, to my knowledge, I think he probably—he's considered what, what the, uh, when the when the best chins in the history of the heavyweight division
4: and you know what's funny is that you can you, he can probably do the new york times crossword puzzle i mean he's a sharp dude i remember when he was a chubby guy back in like in the 90s he was a chubby chubby dude and we were at the international boxing hall of fame and he said to me hey would you like to go to dinner and i'm saying wow george valla wants to take me to dinner well, of course i was paying but um anyway yeah let's go so we all went like there was like eight or ten of us we went and he ordered some shrimp and these shrimp, they came on a plate. We were in upst- uptown, uh, upstate New York, and he ordered, I'm not kidding you, it was 125 shrimp. And the reason why I know it was 125 shrimp, because he told the lady he wanted 125 shrimp. I kid you not. And they weren't little shrimps. They were like, they, you know, they were like pretty big. So anyway, he's, he's grubbing, and he's talking about Ali, and he's talking about, of course, the tragedies that happened in his lifetime and everything like that. But he was so sharp. And still to this day, I saw an interview with him a couple of days ago. Um, still to this day, he's art. Particular as hell, man. This guy could be doing boxing commentary on TV, and I have no idea why they've just ignored him for years, because he was a good announcer at one point in time. Still still can be.
6: Yeah, I mean, he was not an ugly guy. Uh, Very surprised that uh, he didn't make that crossover into broadcasting. Uh, I I mean, I'm not really sure on Canadian TV, but you know, you'll he, he, wonder why he wasn't a star after after boxing.
4: Well, I, I think that stereotype, you know, Jerry Corey was an excellent blow-by-blow uh, blow and uh, expert commentary. He could do them both. He could not work both sides of the mic at one point in time. Um, he didn't know it, but he could. And then, of course, you know, he got to the point where he couldn't remember his name. So, of course, the residual effects of, of combat sports. but Jerry was sharp. But uh, anyway, en- enough said. Um. Talk to me about Teofimo Lopez. We just heard Muhammad Ali being such a personality in this and that. Boxing is hurting for personalities right now. Do you think Teofimo Lopez might be coming along right at the perfect time for the boxing game?
6: Well, it's star, You know, boxing recycles itself, and, and stars are you know when stars retire and stars are made. Uh, and Teofimo Lopez has everything going for him. He he can dominate both cultures. Uh, the Latino culture and, and the American culture. He's born here. Um, he's a guy that's not shy. Um, really? And he can fight. He, <laughs> he's, he can fight, which is the most important thing. You know, he could back up what he says, and he will be in the spotlight, you know, the fight that he and his father have called for for the last couple of years, and he can be a superstar overnight if he wins in spectacular fashion. 12 Again, rounds? i be the best fighter. Okay,
4: 12 rounds, October 17th. Of course, Vasily Lomachenko, 14 1 with 10 stops. Teofimo Lopez, fifteen-zero 0 with 12 stops. Lomachenko makes guys quit. Um, that's how I got most of my stops. Actually, they weren't quit, but the referee would stop it or, or, or the doctor would stop it. He was always stopped in the corner. I only got a few knockouts, per se. But Lomachenko, he makes guys quit in the corner, man. I mean, that's how, he just takes their will and their heart away from them
6: he is just one of the few fighters that not only are brilliantly uh, with their defense but tremendous pressure fighters i mean he he is two steps ahead of you he's his footwork is amazing he could pop he likes to fight he fights very well in the pocket and and he's the ty- type of guy that he gets I think there's a, a lot of pride in him and, and he, he almost feels slighted when he gets hit back, you know, and he brings like when he got dropped, when he fought Linares, it, it was almost like he, a beast awakened in him and he came back and, and, and took it to Linares. So he is probably in the handful of the best fighters I've ever seen. I mean, I'm only 42, so I, I, I can only go I so agree. far back, but Teofimo Lopez, I mean, Teofimo Lopez has his hands full. Um, But boxing is about timing. You know, you catch a guy at the right moment. Uh, Lomachenko has shown vulnerability his last couple of fights when he fought Campbell. uh, Like I said earlier, he was dropped by Linares. So it it could be just a perfect night for Teofimo Lopez, and he's going to have to be perfect to to beat Lomachenko.
4: No doubt about that. But, of course, Lomachenko getting knocked down by Linares. You mentioned Linares' fight. Was that a a fluke or was that... Uh, uh, something of, of the future. You hear what I'm saying? In other words, was the China finally cracked? Does it finally have a crack in the cup?
6: Uh, no, because Lenaris is a heck of a fighter in, in, in his own right. You know, Lenaris just if he had a little, literally tougher skin would probably be a, a big, you know, would probably uh tougher skin and a better chin uh, would be better. Uh, So, Linares is a a tough guy. I don't think it's a crack in the arm. I think he just got clipped by a a really talented fighter in Linares.
4: Boxing news after the break. The Charlo twins, of course, coming on pay-per-view. Guess how much? $74.95. Alan Mitter passed away, the former world middleweight champion. Lots of things to talk about with the PhD of boxing after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, baby.
1: That's 877-360-0402. Here's a
0: great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill.
1: It sure does, Ronnie.
5: Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you.
1: 855 715 5721. 855 715 5721. 855 715
5: 5721. That's 855 715 5721. Listen, why don't you arrest some white drivers? I do. You do? Well, where are they? Look at all these niggas in here. Look around here. There's enough niggas in here to make a Tarzan movie.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro
4: Fernandez.
5: Clap your hands, sir. Stop being racist. Clap your hands.
4: Brett G. Sanford discussing police relations with the black community some 40 years ago on network television. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, the Charlo brothers. Like them or love them, they're pretty significant stars in the world of boxing as far as 2020 is concerned. And on sat- Saturday, September 26, 2020, they go live on pay-per-view at 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock out here in the West, of course. It's a big card, but is it worth 74 95 So we bring that to the PAC of boxing. I push that question to you. Is this fight card worth 74 95
6: I never knock an athlete for trying to get paid, but I have no problem knocking a promoter for trying to rob people. I mean, <laughs> that is, you got to have your head examined. In this climate, yeah. So I mean, are, yeah. Are, I mean,
4: that's what I, a, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's just uh-huh. it. I mean, nobody's got any money. I'm broke. Cuddy's broke. You're probably broke. Everybody's broke. You know what I'm saying? We got 80 bucks to spend on a, on a fight, so that just one. Listen, when they do this, I think all they do is ensure that more people steal the fight. Now, I'm not saying I'm going right. to steal the fight, but I'm just telling you, this, people right. are going to be watching the fight from Istanbul and Turkey and this and that in Turkish. You hear where I'm coming from?
6: A thousand percent agree. It's like... Really? It's like it's like tying up a, a dog with a leash. Instead of using a, a leash, you're using a, a sausage rope. Like what are you like? What are you trying to do here? I mean, you're trying to create quote-unquote stars, and then you're going to limit their visibility by putting it on pay-per-view. I thought you know, PBC had a good thing. I mean, they're putting on. I mean, they're not the greatest cards, but you know, they have Fox and all these different outlets carrying their stuff. But, Pay-per-view, oh. I guess these guys are commanding big dollars, and they're, I guess, maybe showing them that they're not big stars. Like when maybe if they get 50,000 buys, they'll be lucky. Yeah, so
4: here's what's up. Jamal Charlo, 30 and zip in the main event, taking on Sergei Derevyanchenko, 13 and 2 with 10 stops. Um, How can I put this? This doesn't even smell pay-per-view. It doesn't even smell like HBO Boxing After Dark. It doesn't even smell like it. Doesn't even smell all that competitive. It smells like Charlo's going to roll on this guy. This guy's a mark.
6: Yeah, I mean, then again, what fighters fighting today are pay-per-view worthy fighters? I mean, okay, so Pacquiao. So- I mean, you got Pacquiao.
4: Okay, so here's, here's, here's a good one for you. Charlo needs, Charlo needs to fight Canelo. I mean, that's what's going on. That's what should have been going on here. I don't know why these guys are going in different directions. If you want to make some money, step up and fight Canelo. I think if he wanted to fight Canelo, if Al Heyman said, you know what, let's put a fight together, I think that Canelo's team, prior to the loss, we'll get to that in a second, they might have been game right. to put that together.
6: That is a fight that, in in a normal environment, they put that in Houston, they sell out. That Minute Stadium, that that the Astros play in, when mm-hmm. the same place where Canelo smoked Kirkland, it's a natural oh. fight, you know, to ha- you know, for that to happen in that place. Um, yeah, and you you brought it up. The the biggest news in boxing is lawsuit, you know, with Canelo and Dazone, and just not good for not good for the sport of boxing when his biggest star. Is not going to fight in 2020.
4: And, and here's what's up. What he doesn't understand is this is akin to the Muhammad Ali layoff of 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 the draft thing. You hear where I'm coming from? Because this is taking away his prime. This is eating right into his prime. We we'll talk about Saul Canelo Alvarez, once beaten fighter, of course, of Mexico, considered the pay per view king. Of course, the uh, 168 pound champion, 160 pound champion. Who you who who? Depending on who you talk to, but um. He's a star of boxing, and of course, he wants his thirty-five million bucks. I think they wanted to give him half of that, or twenty million dollars, and he's suing Oscar and the Zone. Um, you know, there's another guy I think that's reaching a little bit too much, too far in this world of greed right now because we just don't, we just don't have. There just isn't the money there to pay this dude. I mean, the Zone's not giving me my money back. I don't think, and I've been complaining about the fact there's no programming on the Zone for the most part.
6: Yeah. 100 percent they're not they're not keeping up the end of the bargain um yeah they, they had a good show the other day with pavetkin and, and uh, dillian white yeah those are too far and few between i mean for the price that they're asking they should be pumping out content on a weekly basis even if it's mediocre stuff but it's still you know it's it's program, it's content um canelo for, uh, people that are smarter than me they're all saying that uh a contract to contract, man. And, and Canelo, this doesn't seem like Canelo's going to be able to win this or get out of his uh, contract with the Zone and Golden Boy at this point. So,
4: well, g- good good luck uh, to But it, but it sounds like agreed to me. When you're messing around with your prime, <clears throat> here's what's up. Your prime is gone. You look back and you're like ten, fifteen years in, in, in the rearview mirror, and you realize, man, that's when I was hot. That's when I was prime. That's when I was in my prime, and things weren't happening for me. So. You know, bad timing for Canelo Alvarez. Of course, the coronavirus, everything like that, shutting down the world of sports to an extent. But he could do some studio fights and make almost $20 million. doesn't want to do it. Anyway, let's go through the, the uh, top-ranked schedule for October. October 3rd, Jose Zapeta 32-2, taking on Ivan Baranchik, 20-1. and Of course, these guys are going junior welterweight. That's ESPN+. The ninth, Emmanuel Navarrete, the stud, moving up to 126 pounds. The former WB, 122-pound champion, 28 kOs Taking on Ruben Vila, 18 18- with five KOs, why does Ruben sound like a mark to me? The MGM grant for the vacant WBO, 126-pound title. That's going to go down on ESPN and ESPN Deportes. It's 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 o'clock out here in the West. And, of course, the 17th, Lomachenko Teofimo Lopez. The 23rd, Arthur Beterbev, And 15-0, 15 KOs take on Adam Dinas. Who is 19 and 1 with a draw and 10 wax. Of course, that's going to come to us from Moscow. 12 rounds for the WBC and IBF light heavyweight tiles. 175 pounds coming to us on ESPN Plus and ESPN. And of course, the 31st Halloween, baby. Halloween, it might be a nasty night for Mr. Jason Maloney. We'll find out what happens. Talk about Naoa Inouye, 19-0, 16 kills. The Japanese terror, the Japanese killer taking on monster. Jason Maloney, a, a monster, no doubt about it. They're taking on Jason Maloney, 21 and 18 kills. What fight stands out? That's going to be the MGM Grand, ESPN+. Plus. Of all those fights, what stands out for you? Uh,
6: well, better be a... If- it is is always a great watch. The guy is just a, a a beast, you know. You talk about monsters that he is just so fundamentally sound and and very rarely in a boring fight. I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him fight again. Um and you know you didn't mention tonight that they actually have a pretty decent card. Um the um, the mean machine um that gave Terence Crawford all he could handle uh is fighting tonight. I believe they're both fighters ranked in the top 10 by the WBO. Uh, he's fighting a Canadian fighter, Zuski. Mm-hmm. It should be a decent watch. And uh, Joaquin Gonzalez is coming back after his uh, horrendous performance, getting slapped around by his uh, brother-in-law or ex-brother-in-law, Shakur Stevenson. Um, that was. Let's see bad. if he has anything.
4: That you was know, horrible. <clears throat> that was pretty. You know, that was pretty bad. That was really, really. bad. I mean, just as far as like, Shakur Stevenson hasn't been associated with a whole lot of positive things outside of the ring i wish he could turn himself around because i mean as far as the outside of the ring concerned let's talk just for a second before we go to the break of course about alan mentor man what 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 a solid duty was i mean because the english fans were, were chumps but he wasn't a chump i mean after Hagler beat him he had all the respect in the world for Hagler.
6: yeah he's, he seemed like a very classy guy um olympic champion uh very big middleweight uh rest in peace Gone at a very young age 69 years old and I believe his birthday was just a month ago um, he will be missed one of the big names of the late 70s and uh, early 80s for sure fought pretty much everyone in his era Vito Antifermo uh, Mustafa Hamsho. Uh, R.I.P. Alan Minter.
4: All right. in less than a minute give you about 30 seconds on this one Tim Zhu the son of uh, Kashi Zhu how do you look to you in that fight a couple weeks ago
6: he looked pretty impressive. You know, he beat up a veteran who's not the greatest talent, but always rugged, and he beat him pretty easily. So I think Tim Zhu is going to be around. Uh, he's going to be in that discussion of future of boxing.
4: The great Socrates Palmer on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
1: today's rust eating tip of the day presented by free all deep penetrating oil you're all set for a quick tire rotation until you have a rusted on wheel coat those lug nuts in penetrating oil let them sit for a few minutes and you'll have them off in a cinch
0: now give a generous spray into each mounting hole place a two by four on the outer edge
1: of the wheel and smack the wood with a mallet just enough to create some breaking force and vibration repeat if necessary
0: Look for the silver can. Listen up,
7: sports fans. This is Rick Tittle here to tell you about our favorite sports book, and that's BetUS.com. Football, basketball, and baseball are all back, and that means it's time to get in your bets. BetUS.com is the pioneer in online betting with more than 25 years in the business. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and you need to know that you're going to get paid. You need a sports book that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, Golf, horses, esports, entertainment, and all kinds of crazy prop bets and futures. Call today at 1 800 MyBetUS. That's 1 800 M Y B E T U S, and they will walk you through getting started. Nobody in the industry gives bigger bonuses than BetUS. Join now, mention Rick Tittle, that's me, and you can get up to 150% in bonuses on your first deposit. Nobody beats that. 25 years in the business and the best bonuses. BetUS should be your sports book. Once again, join today. Call 800 MyBetUS and mention Rick Tittle, betus.com.
4: Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. We're going to do something special in a couple of minutes. We're going to go to Chuck Norris talking about the death of Bruce Lee. Of course, Bruce Lee passed away July 20th, 1973. Consider the the godfather, the premier, the, the guy that kicked it all off as far as MMA, of course, and movies concerned, of course, the enter the dragon moves and go on and on but the bottom line is we'll talk about bruce lee in a couple of minutes now we switch gears of course to talk about the world of the usc last saturday night live of course from the apex center in las vegas Van on espn alistair Overeem beat up on a guy that was so fat i couldn't believe it why did this guy show up in the condition he did i have no idea but they were talking about him being such a threat and such a killer in this net and, and i looked at this guy and i said to myself hmm he looks like the mma version of Andy Ruiz, who I call Auntie Ruiz. Bottom line is, Augusto Sakai came in with such a gut, I wasn't sure if he was pregnant or just fat. But the bottom line is Alistair Overeem just lit him up like the White House Christmas tree. And they should have stopped this fight about two rounds, maybe three rounds earlier. Another guy that's going to have residual effects from from one fight in particular. I mean, he just took, I mean, talk about Sakai. He just took a beating that he shouldn't have had to take. In other words, once the fight is over, once a man is beaten, you stop the fight. The fight's over. There's no need to continue. It's like, you know, uh, uh, the dog is like you're beating a you're beating a, 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 a horse. If you're beating an animal and the animal's down and given up and surrendered, why do you need to continue to beat You don't, only in the world of the UFC. That's just the way it goes in the UFC. They're death matches. Dana toad you never see a towel being thrown in. How come you never see a towel being thrown in? I mean, I've thrown with having worked amateur boxing corners. I always had a towel man. i hand. I wasn't like Jerry Tarkanian of the uh, 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 of Las Vegas University of Las Vegas. The coach was like biting on the towel, but I had the towel in my hand. Always had the towel in my hand to throw it in in case one of my guys something was going on and the referee didn't catch it. Because a lot of times, listen, the referee's only one guy. I'm watching my guy. I'm not watching. What he's doing. I'm watching what he's taking. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching to see if he gets hurt. If I got a guy getting hurt in an amateur fight, there's no sense in me. There's no, there's no moral. There's no moral reason to let it keep going. And I think the same thing goes in in any fight. Let it be a world uh, MMA fight, of course. On UFC, UFC needed, I guess, a, a, some rounds as far as this main event was concerned. But Sakai, the beating he took, it was just. I mean, it was horrific. That's the way i got to put it to you. It was horrific. I just know no other way to put it. And at the end of the day, Dana White should be arrested for, for, for endangering endangering people's lives. In other words, fights are one thing. Death matches are another. Oh, man, you're just a big puss. You can't handle MMA. You're a boxing guy. You don't like MMA. No, no, you're wrong. I like MMA. I don't like the way the guys are beaten up and not paid. Of course, I talked about that many, many times before. If you want to talk about a pimp... Don't don't have to go looking in Harlem for a hustle or this and that. You just got to go looking at Mr. um <laughs> Mr. Dana White. Anyway, bottom line is Dana does his thing. I'm not a big fan of Dana White, but Alistair Overeem was the winner last week. Props to Alistair Overeem because he's like 40 years old now. you know, got to give him some props. He is an old man. Now, the UFC going to rock and roll tonight, of course, from the Apex Center against from Las Vegas. In the main event, straw weight as far as the women's are concerned. I think that's 115 pounds. Michelle Watterson in one corner taking on Angela Hill. Another couple of good fighters there as far as the feet. Females are concerned, of course. The females always deliver in the world of mixed martial arts. Unlike boxing female boxing because female boxing the, the the cards are stacked against them i mean because they got these eight and ten ounce gloves on plus the wraps you know some of those probably like like ten and a half ounces of of material on one hand of a girl fighting at 140 pounds come on man that's crazy she doesn't have the strength of the leverage to punch with a 10 ounce glove just doesn't happen not even an eight ounce glove so it should be four ounce gloves and six ounce gloves for women's professional boxes i believe in my mind and it isn't that way anyway uh, michelle watterson angela hill in the main event There's called uh, lightweight down the card, not a whole lot of stars. Ed Herman's on the card... Mike Rodriguez, he's going to take on Mike Rodriguez. That's going to be a pretty good fight there. Rodriguez can fight as well, of course. Both he and Herman could hook it up at light heavyweight. That's going to be a part of the ESPN Plus card, of course, coming to you from Las Vegas. Check out your TV guide to see exactly what happens. But there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 fights on the card. So, you you MMA freaks, I mean, you're going to get your, you're going to get your, there's no doubt about it, you're going to get your fix in tonight watching this card, of course. ESPN Plus, it'll start probably about 3 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. As far as Pacific time's concerned, that's when he usually starts the fights from Las Vegas. Now, looking at the rest of the schedule, of course, Donald Trump's favorite fighter going next week. UFC Fight Night coming to us from the last card from Las Vegas before they move back to Dubai, the United Emirate, Arab Emirates. Of course, place that I've been to, and I thought it was a, a piss hole or a spit hole with an H. I mean, I thought it was like the worst one of the worst. It was the worst place I had ever been in 34 countries. You can ra- rant, you hear people ranting and raving about Dubai. This and then, man, nothing but hookers and. Hookers and burkas—that was about it. No bikinis. Um, just kidding. Anyway, about uh, before we go back to Dubai, we've got that, of course, that one car with Tyrone Woodley, of course, a former champion, 170 pounds, taking on Kobe Covington. Kobe Covington's a bad dude, no doubt about it. Of course, he talks the Donald Trump stuff, make America great again. He's had four years to make America great. How come? How come we make it great? He hasn't done anyway. Is it any great now? I mean, we can't. I can't see out of my window when I go out of the house. It's always great. Oh, America's always great. Especially under Trump. Anyway, bottom line is Kobe Coveting, and the main event is uh, Tyrone Woodley before they go back to uh, Dubai, the September 19th on ESPN. Now the flash form is what they're calling this place in Dubai. Of course, going to go back with Ad- Israel Adesanya taking on a monster, and the good thing I guess this monster is fighting abroad. I wonder if they're going to be checking him as far as steroids. Concerning. I'm talking about Paola Costa. The guy, if there is, if this guy doesn't look like a steroid monkey. I hate to say it to be like that, but I mean, that's just my opinion. If he doesn't look like Sarah Monkey, what does? I mean, the guy comes down from like 230 pounds to 185 pounds. It's incredible. He loses like 40. I kid you not. The guy loses like 40 pounds to make weight. He's a monster. I've never seen a guy hit quite as hard as he is. In fact, he's one of those guys where I was watching him. He's got, he's like 13 and 0, okay, with like 13 or 11 knockouts, one submission and one decision. But he's one of those guys when he hits people, I turn my face. You know I I don't watch I, I'm not I'm not one of those guys that's into that into the brutality of, of watching guys take those hammer shots time and time again you know once or twice and, and I turn away I just uh, don't call me a pussy the snap that that's just the way it is anyway Costa there's no doubt about it, one bad dude. And, of course, he's been the guy that's been, they've been talked about ever since he signed with the UFC that he was going to be the future champion. We'll see what's happening. But Israel Adesana has got a lot to say about that. He is a defending champion. Of course, in the light heavyweight co-feature, Dominic Ray is going to take on Jan Blackowitz. Blackowitz and Reyes that's a pretty good fight at 205 pounds. And as far as the rest of the cards concerned, ho-hum, 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 ho-hum. I mean, because that's what the UFC is all about now. Ho-hum. Um, as far as the rest of the year is concerned, Holly Holmes' is going to be back in action October 4th. That's on ESPN from Dubai. And, of course, um, the Korean Zombie is going to take on Brian Ortega from Dubai as well. Of course, that's going to go down October 18th. The, um, man, the pretty boy, Brian Ortega, has been off for almost two years. I think it'll be December 2018 when he fought Max Holloway, of course, that was a fight I thought that took miles off his career and maybe took years off his life. I kid you not. I mean, the beating he took, and, and it was no. Here's what's up. Once a guy's beat, he's beat. That's it, you guys. I mean, I'm looking at talking to everybody out here on Twitch TV, of course, the Sports Byline USA channel, and and on on the radio here is that once somebody's beat, they're beat. Do you really need to see him get? Killed or semi close to being killed. I mean, because that's what's happening here. Guys are taking such 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 a beating. Ortega's been off two years. It's not a, an an accident. I mean, he had a couple of fights scheduled and the and the uh, the corona or in the COVID nineteen. I think canceled a couple of things and a couple of dates for him. But he's just he he was a kid where you could have built the entire UFC around him. He was that good. I mean, he was good. Uh, talk about outside of the ring as far as his starting you know, charitable foundations, had the Mexican-American look to him. He could speak Spanish. He looked white. I mean, he had it all going for him. I kid you not. And then they put him in this death match, and okay, he's getting beat by a better guy and the world champion than Max Holloway, and I'm down with that. Okay? But, 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 don't let him get overbeat. That's the thing, the overbeating. I'm not down not down with the overbeating. I'm really not. Anyway, bottom line is, The UFC is rocking and rolling, of course, as to doing their thing in Dubai. They will come back to the United States, I think, for the 31st. That will be the date after, of course, the 25th when Khabib, Of course, the monster at 155 pounds, the lightweight champion, take on Justin Gaeth for the 155-pound championship, but he will step into the octagon at 180 pounds. I know, I know, that sounds fair. Speaking of fair, let's switch gears altogether. Let's talk about something nice. Let's talk about Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee to me was like Cato. I don't. I mean, on, on the on, on the Green Hornet, and before he did the movies, I used to watch him on TV. I mean, he was the coolest thing ever. And I think the Bruce, I think the the Green Hornet only lasted one season or two seasons, but he was just the coolest dude ever. I mean, he had it going on. And everywhere but the United States, the Green Hornet was called the Cato Show. In every country but the United States, the Green Hornet was called the Cato Show. And Van Williams, who played the Green Hornet. Great guy. I started an interview with him, and he said that the American people just weren't ready to to name a uh, a TV show after an Asian actor like Bruce Lee at that point in time, 1965, 1966. Now, we fast forward to 1973. Of course, Bruce Lee dies. Everybody freaks out. How did he die? Chuck Norris tells us.
3: Bruce was 32 years old. Let me explain something about his death, too, because there's, I guess, so many... You know, rumors that are going about about how he uh, passed away and so forth, about touch of death and drugs and so forth. And so I'd like to clarify that before we go on with the demonstration. Is Bruce in 1968, uh, you know, he's pretty heavy in, in the weightlifting as you could tell. He was very well built. And uh, he was lifting weights one night with uh, Karim Jabbar, who was a student of his uh, when, he was, uh, when he was in Los Angeles, playing kind at of UCLA. And he tried to lift too many, too heavy weights and he ruptured the disc in his back and he was laid up in the hospital for three weeks. In fact, the doctor said that they didn't know if he'd be able to walk again or not. But, of course, with a person like Bruce, who's got the drive and determination to achieve anything in life, he was up in about a month, and and within three months, he was as strong as he ever was. But he had constant back pains from that day on, and he was having to take medication to keep the muscles in the back loose and relaxed. So what happened is that when he was in Hong Kong preparing for his uh, next movie, he was uh, working with a a girl named Betty, uh, who was going to co-star with him, and he got a severe headache. So Betty gave him some antibiotics for the headache, and with the medication he had taken for his back and the medication he had taken for his headache, they reacted to each other and made his brain swell up, and it created an aneurysm or a ruptured blood cells in his brain, and that's actually what happened. So if anyone asks you what happened, you can tell them the true story. Chuck
4: Norris telling it like it is as far as the death of Bruce Lee was concerned. Of course, that was a big shock to the entire world as far as, you know, I mean, his movie fans, his MMA fans, and I think it it sort of slowed the progress as far as mixed martial arts was concerned because I think it would have become a bigger sport had Bruce Lee been able to stick around. I think that he would have been like the godfather of it. And not that he maybe would have been involved per se, but he would have been the face of mixed martial arts a whole lot before 1993. Of course, that's when UFC 1 went down. Of course, that was like... A pirate type of thing. Nobody thought it was ever going to make any money. In fact, I was, you know, I mean, the UFC lost a lot of money until they did something called the Ultimate Fighter called, I think, Forrest Griffin was in the main event. But outside of, before that, they were losing money. They lost $35 million. The Fertitta brothers, Frank and Lorenzo Fertitta, who own a, 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 a string of casinos in Las Vegas, Nevada, called the Palace Station Casinos. They own those casinos. They had lost $35 bucks. They were looking to get out. They were dying to get out. They wanted to get out. They were willing to give the USC away almost at one point in time. And then that one show on The Ultimate Fighter, of course, I think it was on, I forget what TV network it was on, but it sort of turned everything around for them, Spike TV. It sort of turned everything around for them. And from that point forward, the USC started building fans and started making money and then started getting TV contracts. And before you know it, you know, it was a $4.2 billion entity. That's what it sold for about a year and a half ago, or two years ago now. $4.2 billion. In case you don't know, that's four thousand two hundred million billion, according to my Scott Cuddy. That's a lot of money, no doubt about it. Now, was it worth that kind of money? Hell no. Maybe they think they can get that back in 20 years, but mm, the investment's not paying off thus far, I don't think. That's why they're having to do cards in Dubai. More power to them. I mean, they got the show rolling, but... It's a pimp and ho show, and you guys know about that. I can go into that in depth, but I don't want to. Bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing, MMA. want to say happy birthday to Wilfred Benitez. Of course, he will former world champion. 100, got 140, 147 pounds, 154, but he won the title at 17 years old, and he's not fit for boxing anymore as far as his health is concerned. But the residual effects, they hit the birthday boy. Wilfred Benitez, happy birthday, if you can even understand it.
1: That's 800-403-5912.
2: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. And all these fighters that that are, you know, they share in the revenue. They do share in the revenue. They have have the upside in the pay-per-view, you know? That's Dana
4: White, El Pimpo himself. That's my opinion, man. But if ever there was a pimp that should be arrested for hoeing people out, it's Dana White of the USA. It's straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide. Looks like Jose Ramirez, fresh off that win over Victor Postal a fortnight ago, of course, wasn't an impressive win in my mind. I think it was the majority decision. Postal did enough, but not enough to win. It's one of those fights where he came to fight but didn't fight enough. Anyway, Jose Ramirez a the winner there by a couple of points on two of the judges' cards. Anyway, eventually he's out with an injury. He's an over fainter. If ever there was an over overfainter, he is an over-fainter. overfainter. Guys just he's always fainting. In other words, faint means like you're faking. You're faking, you're faking. No, no, throw. Just let your punches go. Let him throw. Bottom line is he needs to let him happen. Uh there is boxing night, of course, ESPN Plus. Check out ESPN Plus. I don't want to get into the names on the card because they're tough on the uh verbally, but bottom line is so some good fights tonight on ESPN Plus. Check out the card of course, the nineteenth, ESPN plus comes back ESPN Plus comes back as well. And of course, Showtime gonna go on the nineteenth with a couple of guys for the WBC super welterweight eliminator I'm about Erickson Luban and Terrell Gausha that's going to go the 19th of course I think that an Al Heyman production speaking so of Al Heyman I wish that premier boxing champions would get smart here because putting the Charlo brothers at 74.95 on pay-per-view and only having two or three weeks to build up for it's like pay-per-view suicide I mean I can't imagine I just can't imagine this, di- this fight making a dime I just can't you know hey I'm t- two weeks to promote three weeks to promote and you got a dog to promote so you're promoting a star against a mark, and you expect people to spend 80 bucks on that, especially in times of a depression or a recession. The bottom line is we're in trouble financially. They should be putting fights on TV for free and getting us to watch and getting sponsors to pay for that. That's the way boxing promotion should be going, like ESPN+. Straight up, that's the way boxing is going. I think ESPN Plus has got the best programming right now as far as boxing and MMA is concerned. For 5 or 10 bucks a month, I think it's the best deal. Anyway, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You could have been anywhere in the world. The fact that you're here with us, well, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is a production of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Ring Talk Live Worldwide airs Saturday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Live on Sports Byline and, of course, Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. The executive producer, the one, the only, Scott Cuddy. Don't forget, Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, Ring Talk Live Worldwide right here on Sports Byline.